Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. This is part two of our conversation on navigating healthy friendships. In this episode, we are talking about avoiding those cliques and those factions that seem to arise in the body of Christ. What if you disagree with people? How do you handle that? Do we have scripture reference for that? Of course we do. You know, and I'm also thinking about our uh, uh, relationships within the body of Christ. So we're in a local fellowship and there's someone that rubs us the wrong way. How do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, we're in, a, we're in a, the local fellowship and someone maybe says something and we behind our back and we get wind of it. You know, how do we navigate those relationships? Or maybe we're in a local fellowship and we see cliques beginning to form and it feels like, man, I'm on the outside. How do we navigate those relationships? I think all those things... You just <laughs> unloaded three well, very important so questions as far as dynamics go. go. I, have, actually, I have something to say about that. Okay. Which which one? Because <laughs> oh, all, all of those are so all good. have very similar answers. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. I feel like with all three situations, except maybe the someone rubbing you the, the wrong way, because that can be either you just don't like their personality, but it's not necessarily wrong. Maybe they just talk a lot, and it's like that annoys you, like me that's good uh but it's like uh they maybe they just talk a lot or they don't communicate their feelings well so and then they just react and it kind of annoys you which i guess those things aren't good but but if it's something that's like inherently wrong like you shouldn't be doing this i think in all these situations like clicks beginning beginning to form them rubbing you the wrong way and what was the third one uh i'll say they say something about you and you get wind of it yeah and all three of those situations i think you go to the person I think you don't want to, there shouldn't be any room of, oh, I'm going to go tell so-and-so about what's going on, how I feel, mm-hmm. which I think there is some room for that until it turns into gossip. But I think with all three of those situations, if clicks begin to form, I think you go to the person that you see is the root of the problem. Like, hey, I, I noticed this. Do you want to maybe try and see, hey, the whole point of the fellowship is to, like, you know, spread out and do this and that. And uh, someone talking to talking about you behind your back, you mm-hmm. know, go, go to them and like, hey, I heard you told so-and-so about this <laughs> right. idea is did you have a problem with that do you want to talk about it and then with someone rubbing you the wrong way now that might just be something that you don't like about a person it may not be wrong but if it is something that's bad like hey this isn't what like you if it's doing, sin. The Bible well, says, yeah know. well let me let me ask this question as far as rubbing you the wrong way are there people in the in fellowship that we can be in fellowship with that we just don't like? Is that, is that warranted in the body of Christ? That you're like, yeah, you know, you love them because they're, you know, but he's like, uh, I just wouldn't, I don't want to hang around that person. I just don't, don't like. I it. plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, is that, I, I think is that, that allowed? We, I think that we have to, we have to struggle together with one another. I, yeah. I don't think that the Bible. <laughs> Um, the Bible teaches us that we are to bear with one another, <laughs> right. and that does involve tolerance. That that does <laughs> involve, uh, yeah, having a long fuse, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so I don't think that we have the option of <laughs> retreating from one another. Amen. The world does that. 
and, you know, right. in, in social groups, in, you know, rotary clubs, you may be able yeah. to do, you know, whatever. I don't talk to her. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but in the body of Christ, we don't have that as an option. Like mm. we, we are told to do and instructed to do the difficult things. And indeed, mm. this is what we talk to our kids about. Like when you've got tough friendships, you've got difficult relationships, you are called to do the difficult thing. It does That's not good. feel good. It, it is very difficult to do when you learn that someone has gossiped about you behind your back. The world would say that you go and make your case to the people that you've been talked about to. Mm-hmm. Like, go and defend yourself. Mm-hmm. The world would say that you've got to get even. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says... Matthew 18, you go to that person. Mm -hmm. Like if your brother offends you, you go to that person. I mean, we were looking at this just this morning, right? Um, In 1 Corinthians chapter one, the apostle Paul was like straight up. Okay. Some people in Chloe's household have told me that there are divisions (laughs) among you. Right. Like he brought this out to the open. Like, I mean, I just, I don't know who Chloe was, you know what I mean? But I just imagine everyone getting this letter. You know what I mean? And and the Apostle Paul, right, writes that members of Chloe's household, like if I'm Chloe, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> okay, guys, about the thing I told Paul. So you guys got to stop. It's ruining the fellowship, you know? But why why did the Apostle Paul do that? Because it's all open. Because it's all for our, our improvement. It's Amen. also that we will walk in a way that's upright before the Lord. So he doesn't like say, hey, so it's gotten back to me that some of you guys are saying you follow me. Some are saying they follow Apollos. Some are saying, you know, Peter. And then some of y'all are so spiritual. You just follow Jesus. Like, no, he said, look, <laughs> it's been reported. I mean, that's what they were doing, right? The, the Corinthians were wild. I mean, they got right. like for real. They were wild. So. But what what the Apostle Paul does, I think, is instructive for all of us, mm-hmm. right? He says, this is a division. It's not good. It's been reported to me. These people must own the report, right? So in other words, what's, 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 what also by default do we understand? What the Apostle Paul is showing us is like, hey, if you're coming to bring the report, you got to be ready to own it. Like if, if you come and say, Hey, this is going on, this is a problem. And then, you know, say, say you bring something to a pastor, you know, Oh, we've got some strained relationships. And then the pastor's like, all right, well, let's go deal with it, man. There's so there are too many people who would say, Oh no, I don't want, I don't want to get involved. I just right. want you to deal with it. No. Where's the backbone? Yeah. Where's the fear of God? Like, let's, yeah. let's go together. I mean, let's, and, and you know, you, you would have Paul who would write the letters and say, Hey, I heard this is happening. This is how we need to deal with it. But you also had Paul who dealt with it. Like think about with Peter, you know, when there was that, uh, when he was really uh, showing partiality, you know, in front of the, the, the Jewish people, the Jewish guys that mm-hmm. came, you know, and, but when he was with the Gentiles, he was with them. Come on. And when they came, he was like, Oh, I don't, I don't really know these people, you know, like, like, Paul said, I would stood him to his face. Yeah. And, and, and it's that you had to think of that. That had to be a difficult thing to do. Yeah. I'm sure Paul wasn't like just reveling in that, but it was necessary for the sake of the gospel. Yes. And I think these things are, they are gospel issues. They are issues that we have to correct within the body of Christ, because if not, they begin to spread and cause more dissension. And like, it's like gangrene. It's like, yes. you know, it's just, it spreads throughout the body. You have people getting on teams and on sides oh against goodness. other people and, and all this kind of stuff, but it has to be cut off because 
because uh, it will it will do a lot of damage to those who will be hearers or those who would just give ear to that yeah. stuff. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look mm-hmm. good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support this ministry. We appreciate it. I would say this too. I think that it's so important, and then I'll volley back over to the dynamic duo over there, but I think it would be so important for if we observe clicks and especially like thinking your age group, we'll think in our age group, right? If we observe clicks mm-hmm. and factions in the body of Christ, like our dis, our disdain, they are very common and they're very natural mm-hmm. because they are innate to our old. sin nature. <laughs> they're innate to our sin nature. Right. Yeah. But think about this. Um, if, if we have a disdain for the cliques, if we have a disdain for the factions, um, for the divisions, because we're not a part of certain ones, then we are also in sin, mm. right? Like it's, <laughs> we, we are also, so there's jealousy, there is envy and there is rivalry in our heart. If we don't like the divisions because we're not in that group or yeah. they have excluded us from that group. Our dislike for the division and the factions and the jealousy and the rivalries have got to be because they are inconsistent with one's profession of faith. It's got to be, hey, listen, I don't stand to gain anything from this, but I I just want to tell you in the body of Christ, man, we are all together. Like we don't, we don't section off in the body of Christ. Mm. Like we, the body of Christ are the sectioned off. Like, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Like we, we are collectively the, <laughs> the called out off. ones. Right. So now we don't do that. And I think for your age group, and you guys both speak to this for me, I think in your age group, that can be really difficult to do because it's almost like a part of like your, your uniform. Like you have your groups and you have your, your, your cliques, if you will. How do you guys navigate that? Well, um, I, I can say specifically for me, like at our church, um, at a local fellowship, I noticed some of that. And I noticed that I was kind of the one who wasn't encouraging it, but I'm going to just be real. Like I, I just noticed that people would start, I don't want to seem like prideful or anything, but I would just notice that there are certain people who wanted to like hang out with me and would keep coming to me. And then other people who were like, whenever they try and come, it was just kind of like, oh, just kind of look at them like, oh, you're not usually over here. Were you a so part of that? Were, like, hold hold up. Hold up. <clears throat> Were you doing that? Were you excluding no, people? No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. I just had to. I had because we have to address so was, this on the live issue. right now. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to oppose you to your face, J D. To his face. You can't oppose me to my face. I'm on a screen. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Galatians. Okay. It's getting hot in here around the potato salad. Like, <laughs> let's talk about this. Okay, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my issue. My issue is never like being the one who's uh, like excluding people or like you shouldn't be here. But it was always just like never starting like, hey, let's go over and talk to them. Like if they came over, I'd be like, oh, what's your name? Come on, come over and talk. But which is good. But I sh- I should have been the one who's like, hey guys, why- look at look at Tony's over there. Like mm. he's a guy. He's the same age. Why why is- he's over there? Let's go talk to him. Right. Like I just never started that. And then like um, I think maybe it took me. A- I feel like it took me a couple months before I was like started to see the people who weren't. Who weren't like, included? I, I feel like when I after, ma'am, 
You, you said it took you a couple of months to see the people. Do you mean like the people who were not included, who were on the outskirts? Yeah, okay, I, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe not that long. But it took me a minute before I, I was like, because I would, you know, after church and we have our fellowship meal, I would just go to the back and then, all right, where are my guys? Like, where, where are my bros? But then, like, but and then it took, and then I started to realize, like, so and so, he's eating by himself. He's over there. And then, even recently, like, I had one of my friends come up to me, and there's another guy who was visiting our church one time, and he was like, hey, you want to go talk to him? We could go sit over there. He's by himself. And he's not usually like that, but I just thought that's really cool because he saw that, and, mm. and you know, I think it just starts with one person because if one person will extend themselves, uh, will extend themselves to other pe- to other people, mm-hmm. then you know people will start to notice that and they're like, okay, hey, what about them? Yeah, yeah. we can talk to them. And, you That's know. good. So it started with me like just noticing the other people around me. They were always there, but I just had to see them. Yeah, no, it's really good because what you're describing is a shift in culture, right? Like mm. it when when it becomes. Um, culturally normative to do what is biblical, then that's Christ culture, Mm. right? Like, so, so when it, when it becomes sort of like, I notice the people that maybe are just kind of off to themselves and no one's talking to them and that should not be like, we should have unity. We should have peace. Mm -hmm. There should be like cohesion because of Christ. Like he unites us. So no, that's good. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Mariah, what about you? I mean, divisions, cliques, factions, that seems to be another one of those things that in the girl circles. Yeah. <laughs> how do you so, how do you navigate that? Yeah, like JD was saying, it is very natural I, for me and I think really everybody to be around the people that you're most comfortable with, but I think when you have uh a different mindset, like when you have a mindset of wanting to expand the friend group because I feel like a lot of the time it's like it's not wrong to be content in your friend group. Like it's not wrong. It is, but in it is, okay. So it's not wrong to be content in your friend group, but it is wrong to be like, no one else can get in. Yeah. And it's not wrong to, um, you know, wanting to include people, but it is wrong to be friend hungry. And like, I want my, I want to have a bunch of friends. So you hmm. have to find like, this balance of like, Oh, there's someone new that has walked in. I want to be their friend. I want to be a friend to them. I want to walk over and initiate something, but not like you will be my friend. Like yeah. I feel like that can be, you know. Um, and then the extreme of the other thing, like you don't want to just be like, um, you know, have your group of friends, and that's like, no, you can't because you know, like that's another thing. But then you, you know, you want to be aware of the people around you. Uh, and I, I personally feel like because I feel like a lot of the time. Um, and I'm trying to work on this because I feel like I'll be hanging out with one person trying to get to know them on a personal level, but I'm trying to find a way to hang out with my friends together to get yeah. us all integrated and all talking to each other. And like, even like, if like one of us isn't there, that the, the few friends are still talking and it doesn't have to be like the same situation every time, mm. like that we only talk about the same things when certain people are there, yeah. that they can like, that it can be organic. We like, it's just like, you know, um, talking with anybody else that you've known for a while, like, you know, and so I'm trying to work on, I feel like that's what I really want to see as yeah. far as my friends, a friend group is concerned. Yeah. And I, I think that that brings glory to God. Yeah. You know, when we are compassionate, when we care about people, yeah. when we love people well, um, when we're not selfish, I want to talk about jealousy and friendships. Mm. We don't often talk about jealousy 
in the context of Christian friendships. You know, maybe you think of like romantic relationships where we talk about jealousy, but really this, this idea of what it is to be jealous for someone, number one is reserved for the Lord, but it is rightly reflected in the marital context. In fact, it's like the only context where jealousy is the right emotion when there is betrayal or a transgression of that type of relationship. However, this feeling can often be experienced in other types of relationships, like platonic relationships, friendships where people are just hanging out, Mm -hmm. but there is a feeling of ownership. That is my best friend. This is my group of people. I'm friends with this family. This is my people, right? Like kind of a thing. Um, We don't address that in the body of Christ. What do you guys observe um, as far as jealousy and relationships go, kind of carefully unpack that for us. Um, so, yeah, as, um, I want to touch on specifically what you said about the best friend thing. So it actually took me a minute to, with the whole best friend idea, I felt like, oh, I just didn't like it. And here are my reasons why. I feel like it is so, like, exclusive. And I don't like that. I, I don't like that there's, like, People and, and it, it's cultural. Like I feel like it's cultural for people to know that that's her best friend, and they get these exclusive moments that no one really has access to. They have the necklaces that magnetize, and like you know, <laughs> it's just things that like they get to do, and everybody's okay with. Well, a lot of time people are just like, oh yeah, they're best friends. But even I still feel like, man, but we're all. So what I I and I like the idea of having friends that's like, man, when all else like crumbles, I know these people are real, mm-hmm. like. So, but usually for me, I found that it's these people. I have best friends. I have like, it's kind of like what Jesus demonstrated with like James and John, hmm. uh, or Peter, James and John. Yeah, yeah. yeah like oh, he Jesus had the 12, but then he had a few that were like, tr- like, was, I'm not saying they weren't all true, but you know, he had like a circle yeah. where he circle. loved them yeah. all. Like they were mm-hmm. all his friends, but it kind of like, you know, he had these three, um, and I feel like that's what I try to do in my friendships. Like I, I really, I really don't like the idea of just one like specific, you know, because to I the like exclusion it, like, of other people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it okay. just kind of gives me the boyfriend girlfriend vibes, and I, I don't <laughs> like, you know, yeah, kind of yeah, like I don't, I don't like that. And so I feel like I, like what I will say is I have best friends. Like I may be walking with one of my friends and be like, "This is my best friend. This is my best friend." they're both my best friends. Like it's more than one person. It's not like she's my bestie and the rest of them are my friends. Like I have best friends. Um, and these are the people I get along with the most. These mm. are the people I text the most, you know, that's, that's how I like to look at, uh, that dynamic. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good. JD, what about you? What were you going to say? Um, I mean, I think I feel like I could say I could give some, very, some kind of very basic answer, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like easier said than done. So I feel like I would just tell people like, just remember you don't own people, but it's easy to say that like, oh yeah, like if, if like, if you wouldn't even know that you're jealous or maybe you do feel that, but you wouldn't be, you wouldn't say, oh yeah, I feel like I own this person, but you just feel like, you know, oh, well, okay. They have, we have, maybe we haven't really talked as much and you know, this happened and that happened. They're talking to the other person more than they're talking to me now. But, you know, I mean, I would just say it's kind of easier said than done, but you know, you don't own people and in the body of Christ. And I, I really liked what you said about how we're kind of the the minority and like the, the smaller group and a yeah. larger crowd of people. There shouldn't be like, oh, there's a smaller group in our smaller group. Out of, no, there should be none of that. It's like we should be the 
I, I it's really a family, which is, I feel like it's closer than a friend. But that's we should good. be a friend group, if you will, that's out of the majority of, of people, you know? So, I mean, uh, I agree with everything that, everything that Rara said. Um, yeah, I would just say, yeah, you don't you don't own people. And I would be careful because I think a lot of times you can have uh, misconceptions. And Dad talked about this earlier today in our morning devotion about how you can have like, oh, this person, they, they don't really talk to me anymore. Or because it's like two weeks straight, we haven't talked as much as we usually do. Man, and they're talking to this person. It might just be that they're trying to expand their friend group. It might just be yeah. that they've noticed that they've, they've been talking to one or two people every once in a while. And they're like, man, I need to expand my friend group and talk to those people who are getting overlooked. So we need to really, and I'm not saying, hey, uh, are, we, are we not friends anymore? You haven't talked to me for two weeks straight. But I think we really need to evaluate, okay, what am I feeling? Is it Am I feeling jealousy or is it just that this person, they're simply just talking to someone else? Or is it like, you know, because we, we can build up ideas a lot of the times in our head. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I feel like there are some basic things that we can say to one another that we often don't say because it makes us super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you, you know, miss spending time with someone and they're spending more time with a different set of people or whatever, however that goes, yeah. man, on a very basic level, like, we could just be like, man, I miss hanging out with you. Can we get some coffee? Now, you guys probably wouldn't speak yeah. in those terms. You might say something <laughs> oh, I, different. Oh, I hate coffee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you might be like, you know, want to get a popsicle i don't know what you guys do like <laughs> want to go ride on the trike like i don't know um sorry about that a refresher from starbucks a refresher okay okay My, uh, ride a satan, trike. satan's drinks so anyway but here's here's the point <laughs> did you catch my ride a trike joke I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, you missed it. That was so good. I need you to catch that. I said, do you want to go get a popsicle or ride a trike? Like, want to go ride a trike? Like, never mind. That's mean. It was, well, it was wasted because you didn't catch it the first time. I expect my burns to land. Mm. Um, anyway, but, but I think it's important for us to be different from the world. Like, we want to keep ourselves unstained by the world. So, like, if there's, um, you know, a certain thing that, characterizes relationships in the world, jealousy, factions, divisions, cliques, you know, this clamoring to be a part of the so-called in crowd, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't define Christian relationships. Um, People who are prone to just walk away and say, um, man, I I don't like her. I can't deal with it. Man, the Bible calls us to something that is much more difficult to do, which is why we must be indwelled by the spirit of God. Like Mm. the things that the Lord um, has invited us to do as a part of our sanctification, man, we need the Holy Spirit to help us do that, you know, to help us to, to have the difficult conversations. If your brother offends you, go to your brother and show him his fault, right? If he Mm. won't be one, then bring somebody else with you. You know, there, there's like a process to all of this. That's right. Um, I think Mm -hmm. many times, and and dad, I'd like to hear from Mm -hmm. you on this, but I think many times the reason we don't work the scriptures is because we're not convinced that they are absolutely authoritative in Mm. our life. You know, like we just, it's like, we read it, we draw some kind of comfort from it for a second. But as far as application goes, we just stop short of doing what the word says. It's like the scripture that you often quote, you know, we don't want to just, yeah. Yeah. Not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. And I think that's the hard part is the application. 
you know, we can have a lot of knowledge and, 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 you know, memorize this and that and have all this, you know, information in our head, but the living it out in a practical way. And we get to do that within the body of Christ, within the family and within our biological families, you know, we get to live out the word, you know, in these relationships. And so we have to apply the word, you know, Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, for myself, man, I've, how much of the word can I live? Yeah. You know, like we we can, you know, know, we should know the word. We should be able to memorize scripture and things like that. But how much can I live? And I think when we talk about relationships, especially because they, that can be tricky. It can be, you know, you, like, again, you have family relationships. You have fa- like biological family relationships. You know, we're in a holiday time, you know, where family is coming over. And for some, it's like family's coming over and someone's like family's coming over yeah you know you guys don't say where you fall (laughs) you have to navigate you have to navigate that you know and then you have family the body of christ yeah and just because we're all christians it don't mean that we don't have flaws and things that that so we have to work the word in those situations as well and the way the body of christ is set up Man, we get a chance to see the scriptures at work if yeah. we will only like do what what, what it says. You Man, know? it's so true, so true. All right, well, we've come to the end of this live. We just want to have a conversation about friendships and um and talking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and, and I just wanted to announce too before we go that. Oh this, yes, December twelfth, uh, Dr. Kathy will be on for live. question and answer. And man, we are going to run the gamut. It's going to be rapid fire questions with Dr. Kathy Cook. Um, She's got a new book out, Parent Differently, um, Building Character in Children. But she also is an expert on the effects of technology on children. Um, I listened to her podcast and man, she's got some incredible episodes. Um, Oh my goodness, you got to go check it out. Um, But just sometimes just hearing her explore some of the things that are attacking our kids and our grandkids kids today. Um, I just, man, we felt like, man, it'd be great to have a live with her where you can throw up your questions as well. And what we'll try to do, we will try to like pop the questions on, let, let Dr. Kathy answer, then pop another question on. A lot of people think I can't do it, but I'm going to hold back my commentary a lot (laughs) because I I just really want to be careful. Oh, oh, no, that wasn't. Was that JD? It's not what you thought. Okay. It's not what I thought. All right. Uh, anyway, I just really want to yield to Dr. Kathy. So Dr. Kathy will be, be will be on with us next week. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's going to be good. Also, uh, last update here. Uh, the Culture Proof Conference is happening next year, yes. July 18th through the 20th That's right. at Faith Baptist Church. Mark those dates on your calendar, July 18th through the 20th at Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. Um, we hope to see you there. Also, we want to say thank you so much, you guys. Um, BJU Press Homeschool makes this this life possible. Like they are the premier sponsor of our podcast, uh, which includes this weekly live. And so um, you guys can go visit their page and, and thank them for supporting the work of Culture Proof because yes. it makes a huge difference. Turning the USA um, popped up on this live and said, man, we need to pray for people. People need to know Jesus. They need Amen. to come to know Jesus. And um, my eyes kept going back to that. And I, I don't know because it's turning the USA. I don't know if you're male or female. 
Um, <laughs> but I just will say that that is spot on yeah, and maybe. that really grabbed my heart and all that we're talking about, we are talking about what it looks like to reflect Christ, mm. right? We are talking about what it looks like to walk around as living witnesses of the transformative work of Jesus Christ, but people need to experience that, mm. right? So we want to live it and we want to tell it. Will the great... <laughs> Would you pray. pray for us? Yes, Lord, we thank you. We praise you, Father God, for another opportunity to talk about these issues from a biblical perspective. Thank you for the relationships that we have in the body of Christ and even in our families, God, that uh, these relationships in which we have to work your word. And so we thank you for your word that says so much about relationships and how we should love one another and treat one another, oh God. I pray, God, that you would help us to get even better at doing so, God. Your word tells us that we need to do good to all men, especially uh, those of the household of faith. And so I pray, God, that you would help us to, to live that out. And Lord, I do uh, ask as well, Lord, that you would turn the hearts of the lost to you, God, that you would open up eyes, oh God, that the gospel would be shared, Lord, and that people uh, would uh, ask for forgiveness of sins, God, that we would see that the harvest is ripe and ready, and God, that you would help us God, to be those laborers in, in your vineyard, oh God, in your harvest field. And I pray, Father God, that you would uh, open our eyes like never before to, to being salt and light in these last days, oh God, as we see darkness. God, I pray, Father God, that we would intensify in our witness uh, to, the, to this lost world, oh God. Help us, oh God, to navigate the relationships we have with the unsaved, oh God, and to truly be those, Lord, that will hold out the gospel truth, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Father God, for every family, every person, every individual that joined in this live, oh God, that we pray, God, that every household would be blessed, that would be a household of peace, God, that children, God, would be obedient to parents and that there would be uh, just love to, uh, for uh, husbands and wives, oh God, and respect for one another, Lord, that you, that we would truly be the church, the body of Christ that you call for us to be in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right, family. Good All night. Right. Thank you guys for joining us. Remember next week, Bye we're going to have Dr. Kathy Cook. Yes. So until next time, Lord willing. God bless. Um, again, this last time, when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, what happens, JD? Uh, you, you remain culture proof. No, let me just say this. Let me just say this. This is going to violate every parenting rule that is on the books. Mariah, you're my favorite. Okay? <laughs> right just, now I, in this no JD, like you're out. You, you are out. You had a moment to be the favorite and oh. you forfeited that moment. <laughs> it's almost like you don't listen to the podcast. You don't care about <laughs> like I can't I'm hurt. I'm gonna have to I am going to have to Matthew 18 this. I'm gonna have to go to my brother and show him his faults. Lay down your gift. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa said, poor JD. Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> He's gonna if any of y'all want to adopt me. No. <laughs> Look, Whatever. I'll take my stuff. You, you know, take you your stuff. What stuff you no. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't.
can bicker, he can argue, he can complain. Uh, he can stop. No, come on. We're navigating anyway, relationships. This is, listen, okay, everybody's got to go to bed. There's some people who said they've got school in the morning, so yes, this is great. Yes. We will be done. But this is the part of the live that I really appreciate, right? Like with the, this kind of interaction where we just kind of get to um, uh, drop a little bit of the formality. But I want to say something. This Bethany, Bethany, do not encourage him in his rebellion, Okay, <laughs> look at Tessa. I'll take JD. Guys, hey, hey, my baby's not going anywhere. Okay, <laughs> he's my firstborn <laughs> man child. He is not they going. Don't know him like we know him. No, <laughs> it's no. He's a gem. Oh my goodness. He's a gem. <laughs> let me just say this though. Let Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> the kids say that he was cooking tonight. I don't know what that means, but he burned it at the end. All right. He should have taken it out a little bit sooner. That's your worst fear. You're you're always taught, you know, when you interview people, you never ask a question that you don't know what they might say. You 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 don't have an idea. Um I, I'm gonna it's tell you something. I knew you were gonna do that. I knew you were gonna ask me to finish the sentence. And I was like, what is it? Is it you will remain culture proof? You will be culture proof. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, uh, I, I, I knew it was going to happen. Got to be ready in season oh, and, my goodness. and out of season. That is so funny. All right, JD, I'll give you one more chance. Oh, my gosh. Wait. When, <laughs> oh my when you, son, this is for all the marbles. For all the marbles. All right. Jennifer said, poor JD, the pressure got to him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. This is when you got to drive it down the court. Like, here we go. Um, (laughs) When you resist the cultural trends that rival the truth. You remain culture proof. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey said, focus, JD, focus. You can, everybody's praying and interceding for you. Yes, it is right, but it is not communicated with a whole lot of confidence. So I don't know. We're going to unfriend you on Facebook. He's not. Hey, he's not on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Right. He he was offended until he realized that he doesn't have social media. 